The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so thankful to be back here with you today. And I thank you for the opportunity to share with you. I have so enjoyed the last three months as I've um, started Grace for My Home. I've enjoyed being able to share my heart with like-minded women and to encourage you in your faith and, and in your walk with the Lord. And um, it's just been such a blessing to me. You know, doesn't it usually work that way when we try to be a blessing for other people? It usually comes back and blesses us even more. And that's how it's been for me the last few months doing this. I've gotten notes and messages and fo even phone calls from listeners and people who have been blessed by um, the messages and, and the podcasts that I've shared. And I cannot tell you how much that has encouraged me because that's my heart. That's my heart is just to encourage you and to see God move in your life. To give you a quick update from the McCracken household, we are back at school and we're trying to get into a, a schedule, into a routine trying to find some kind of structure. We've, um, like probably many of you, our kids have been on summer break. And so it's been late nights and we've traveled and we've had vacation. We've just done as much, squished as much as we could into that little bit of time of summer. And now we're trying to get back into some kind of structured routine my two oldest sons are at, in high school this year, and they're at public high school. They're in ninth and 10th grade. And then my youngest, he's at home with me, and I homeschool him. He's in seventh grade. And so I'm enjoying some one-on-one -on -one time with him. He's just about the sweetest thing ever, but I'm, I'm sure I'm partial. But um, so we're, we're trying to get back in the swing of things. And this has been our first week back at school. I wanted to share with you today what's something that has um, has encouraged me in my walk with the Lord and in my in in my endeavor to raise my children for the Lord. I want to talk with you today about the story of Noah. And you may hear Noah and think, well, what on earth does that have to do with mamas? What does that have to do with children? What does it have to do with me? Well, Noah has he is such an example of obeying God through difficult situations and hard times 
and being obedient when you really don't see the big picture, you know, when you really don't know what God is up to. And I just want to share with you today from my heart some of the lessons that I have drawn from the story of Noah. You know, we um, we as mamas, we have birthed these children or adopted these children or taken on these children in a world that sometimes can feel like it has just gone crazy. As a, as a Christian mama, especially, you know, when we read the Bible and we read about the Garden of Eden and we read about the perfect paradise and, and the plan that God has for it, for his children. And then we look around at the world we find ourselves in. It's easy to think, oh, Lord, how am I going to do this? You know, everything, it seems like everything's against us. Everything's against against the way that we want to raise our children. And it doesn't look anything like what we want the world to look like for our children. And I imagine Noah felt that way. You know, he, it says that the world was so bad at that time, there was so much violence upon the earth that the, that the Lord regretted making man. He decided he was just going to start over. But Noah caught his eye. You know, Noah caught his eye and he said, I want to start over with Noah. And he gave Noah very specific instructions. And he said, Noah, I'm going to make a covenant with you. You know, you are the plan. I'm going to make a covenant with you. I'm going to destroy the world. And I want you to build this, this ark for me. And he gave him specific instructions. And when it was time, God shut the door and the floods came. But Noah and his family were safe upon the ark. And I just think this is a perfect picture for us as mamas, because what on earth are we doing if it is not building a safe place for our children? And, you know, I have um, been accused of overprotecting my children. I don't know if, if you ever have. We I have homeschooled my, my children um, for I think this is we're going into our 11th year this year of homeschooling, if you count the kindergarten years. And I, um, I remember when I first had this desire in my heart to homeschool, my husband is in public education. So, you know, I come to him and told him, you know, I want to homeschool our children. Well, he, he didn't he didn't just jump on board. You know, at first he there was a bit of uh, resistance and, you know, I did not push because they have two parents. They have a mom and a dad. And I definitely wanted, that's a very important topic. And I wanted to make sure that we were both in agreement before, you know, I forged, pushed forward with such, with such an idea. So, you know, we had a lot of discussions about, you know, homeschooling versus public school. And, and um, I remember you know, during those times trying to, you know, I was really, really was seeking the mind of the Lord. I didn't want to just go out and do something because, you know, I thought it would be a good idea or I had been online and saw beautiful Pinterest pictures of homeschoolers. You know, I, I don't have time for that. If I wanted to know, Lord, is this you? Is this what you would have me do in my home for my children? And after much prayer, I felt that it was. And so, I remember 
very specifically when I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I felt like in my heart that the Lord had um, encouraged me or put it in my mind that, Audrey, you're going to do this by faith and not fear. You're going to homeschool your children not because you're afraid of the world, not because you're afraid of what's out there, but because you have faith that I am going to do something good in them. And there's a big difference. You know, our motivation, the reason why we do things, it really matters because it determines how we do them. And I don't talk a lot about homeschooling here because I I don't want my podcast to be about homeschooling because I, I think that, you know, that's that's just not everybody. Everybody doesn't have a calling, a desire, or even a capability of homeschooling. And I don't think that it's a requirement or necess- or a prerequisite for raising your children for Jesus. You know, so in other words, I am not I'm not pounding homeschooling. I'm not saying you should homeschool your children. I'm saying that I felt like the Lord had called me to do that. And I felt like he said to do it by faith. You know, this is something that I want you to do, not out of fear, but out of faith. And so I agreed to do that. Long, long story short, long story that I may tell one day um, here on my podcast, if anybody's interested, Um, my husband's, his heart was turned around. And, you know, I remember, I mean, one of the, the, one of the things I think I didn't know it at the time, but later on, he went to tell me that one of the things that changed his mind where we were talking one day about, you know, our children and, you know, how we wanted to, to raise them for the Lord and how we wanted to give them, you know, impart to them faith and he said, and I don't even, I, I don't remember t- vocalizing this. I definitely remember praying this and thinking this, but I don't remember the conversation I had with him. But he said that I told him one day, you know, talking about our home, and I said, this is my ark, and I am going to build a place here to keep the water of the world out, and I am going to make a place where they can grow into the people they've called, they've been called to be, and they don't have to fight that fight yet of what's in the world. And I, I definitely remember thinking that way and praying that way. I don't, I can't remember, I can't remember verbalizing it to him, but obviously I did because he didn't pull that out of the air. But he said that that helped change, change his heart towards homeschooling because he saw my heart and then my heart truly was, um, not to raise strange children that have been secluded from the rest of society, but to impart to them faith. And so the reason I'm telling you all this is because I believe that in the story of Noah, we can see a picture of faith. You know, we can see that God will take our obedience and use it for his glory. And the, 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 think about it, okay? The world is just nothing like God wanted it to be, right? So he finds someone who will obey. He finds someone who will believe him. And he gives this someone a, a, a very specific assignment. And in this assignment, he doesn't just save Noah, And he doesn't just save 
Noah's children and Noah's wife and Noah's um, daughter-in-laws. He saves the whole human race. He brings redemption for the whole human race through this person. And, you know, it's a lot like Christ, right? He he saves the whole human race by what by Noah's obedience and by Christ's obedience. And so as we do what God's called us to do, he can bring salvation, not just to us in our home, but to others, because we are raising messengers for him. We're raising lights for him. And you know, I, I see it as our homes are arcs. We are building board by board, day by day. We're building an ark. We're building a safe place. And you know what, guys? That's okay. You know, I. it's okay. You know, if people want to criticize me for protecting my kids, well, I'm protecting them for a season. But really more than protecting them, I see it as I'm preparing them. You know, to protect is to keep them, you know, sequestered away from reality. No, 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 no. That's not my heart. My heart is to expose them to truth, the truth of God's word, the truth of love, the truth of the truth, and then bring them into the world with a biblical worldview so that they know how to interact with that world. So they're not afraid of that world. So my goal, my desire is to prepare them for the world they're going into and to give them what they need to to serve the Lord faithfully in their generation. That's my heart. And I believe that's your heart, too. And I can't say I've got it all figured out. You know, I really want want it and I still want God to give me the the outline. You know, I, I wish that I had the the formula. I wish that I could find the formula, but there is no formula. You know, I want the one you do this, you do this, then you do this, and then you do that, and you add a little bit of this and a pinch of that, and then poof, you got the perfect children. You know, it doesn't work that way. You know, it is all by faith. And there's a lot of failure in there. You know, think about Peter. When Peter saw Jesus walking on the water, he thought, I want to do that too. You know, if Jesus is doing miracles, I want to do miracles with them. I want to walk with him on the water. And so he says, Jesus, if that's you, you call me and I'll, I'll walk with you. And Jesus said, come on, Peter. So Peter gets out the boat, right? He gets out the boat and he's walking on water. And that is what I want to do. I want to do miracles with Jesus. If Jesus is going to do a miracle, you know, I can't do a miracle. But if he's going to do a miracle, I'd like to be right there beside him watching. So Peter, he jumped out the boat. And yes, he 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 got took his eyes off Jesus and he started to sink. But he walked on the water. And so even in failure, even when he started sinking and Jesus grabbed him and pulled him up, He still walked on the water. He still saw a miracle. He still experienced a miracle. You know, that's what I love about Peter. There's something about Peter. You know, he was brash. He he had a big mouth. It seemed like anything that came to his mind came out of it, you know, came out of his mouth. And but he loved Jesus. 
And he would have run through a wall for Jesus. And I want to be like Peter. You know, so often I'm more of a I'm more of a stand back and, and watch kind of person. I mean, I really am. And so often I'll, I'll think it through before I step out. But Peter just stepped out. And I, little by little, I'd like to become more and more like Peter. When Jesus calls, I can just get out the boat and run to him. But as we are raising our children as we are building a place at home it's okay to protect them actually it's good to protect them from the things of this world you know not forever we can't you know or or we're going to send them out unprepared but i want to create a place where they can see god accurately where they can enjoy life the way God intended. It's not Eden. We don't live in Eden anymore, right? But we do live in redemption. No, we do live in grace. We do live past the curse. We do live in a time when the curse has been broken, when Jesus Christ has become a curse for us, freeing us from the curse of the law. And I want them to see that serving God is the best thing going. And that is what your home is for. Your home can be a place where nobody's perfect, but we love each other and we live by faith and we enjoy our life. You know, what a shame to be redeemed, to be bought by the most precious, by the blood of Jesus, the most precious thing ever on this earth and not enjoy the life we've been given. Now, I remember, I remember, you know, when I was a young Christian and I remember being so excited when Jesus saved me and I knew I was changed. I couldn't tell you how. I just knew I had been born again, that something real had happened inside of me, that I had been washed from my from my sins. And, and I just felt such a new life inside of me. And I was away at college at that time and I was... I was, I think it was, I was 22 and I was at college at the time and I did not have a set of Christian friends then. Um, I had had some roommates that were Christian and they had gotten married, some of them and moved away. And, but I, at that time I had no Christian friends and I remember going and trying to find a group and I found a group of Christians that had invited me in, but I want to tell you, they all seemed depressed. They all seemed like, you know, serving the Lord was a burden. And I remember thinking, I had been set free. I don't want to go back into bondage. And it just seemed heavy. And I thought, Lord, you know, if I have given up, and I had, if I've given up my entire life that I had before you, if I have said goodbye to to the old and embraced the new, then I want to enjoy this new life. And I believe that's his heart for us and for our homes. We can enjoy this life. There are hard things. There are things I don't like. I wish I could change them. But it says in Habakkuk, I take joy. You know, though the fig tree does not bloom, though the olive does not does not produce, though the fields have no food, you know, though nothing is happening the way I want it to, I will take joy. And I want my children to see that, that we take joy in life. You know, life is too short to not enjoy the life we've been given. 
And so your home can be a place where the water of the world, the storms of the world are outside and we are going to enjoy Christ here. We are going to live the life that we are able, that Christ has given us and has purchased for us. And we're going to love him to the best of our ability. And yes, we sin. And yes, we forgive each other. And yes, we repent. And we try to move on. And yes, at the appropriate times, we deal with very heavy things and heavy subjects. But we deal with them in a way that we are preparing them to deal with them outside of our home. And I don't have the formula. I wish I could give it to you, but I do have the faith to tell you that God is on your side. And if you have a desire to build an ark for your home, for your family, he will show you. He will give you the measurements. He will help you every step of the way. And I just want to pray with you today before I let you go and tell you this may have, you know, I hope this jailed. I'm talking from my heart today. Um, But I believe in the plan of God for your life. I believe he has good plans for you and your children. And um, and I pray that over you. I do want to ask you a favor today. If you have been blessed by this podcast um, today's or any days, I want to ask you to go and give me a review wherever you listen to podcast, just because that helps to to put my podcast before other people who may enjoy it and be encouraged. So if it has been a blessing to you, I ask you to do that. Um, But before I let you go, I want to pray with you. Father, I thank you for grace. I thank you, Lord God, that it's not by might. It's it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. And today I ask you to speak to these precious mamas and give them ideas, God, give them a vision of what home could be and should be. And I pray, Lord, that you would show them how to build an ark so that their little ones can be safe from the storm until they're ready to be launched out into the world. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for grace. We thank you for um for your love, and we thank you, Lord God, that you never will leave us and you will never forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.